Hello and welcome everyone to the Almost Awesome Podcast, the only podcast that God said on the eighth day, eh, I guess this can be a thing. I am your host, Tanner Rain Hirsch, and today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite movies this year so far, Rocket Man. Now, this movie is of course about the life and career of the one and only Elton John, but this movie isn't a biopic. It's a musical recounting of events from the memory and feelings of Reggie Dwight, a.k.a. Elton Hercules John. Now, before I get into why this movie is actually pretty great, I should mention this all-star cast that we have. Elton John is played by Taron Egerton, who uh, you might know from the Kingsman movies. And while starring in the last Kingsman movie, he actually met Elton John, who himself had a small role in the film. Now, Taron absolutely nails playing Elton, right down to not only his hair and costumes, but his mannerisms while singing. While his voice is a little different from Elton's, he matches the same tone and enthusiasm El brought, Elton brought to all of his performances, while also having a spectacular voice himself that, to be honest, is kind of hard not for me to sing to. Now, also in the movie, lifelong friend and writer of most of Elton's songs is Bernie, uh, Bernie Taupin, played by Jamie Bell, and his performance helps bring a grounded yet warm performance that is in easy contrast to Elton's personality. Now, uh, everyone brings in a strong performance in this film. Bryce Dallas Howard plays Elton's mother, um, who's kind of, eh, she's a little distant, but you still like her character in the uh, anyway. She's... She's played beautifully by Bryce. Um, also a noteworthy performance in this film is that of John Reed, who's played by Richard Madden, who is from Game of Thrones, and more recently the Netflix series The Bodyguard, who is so handsome. I cannot <laughs> – like his – he's got a spectacular Scottish voice that makes you go, ah, yeah, uh, like, I, I, I would sleep with that, too. <laughs> uh, but, he, but he plays John Reed, who, interestingly enough, in Bohemian Rhapsody was played by, um, what's his name? Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. So, uh, Aiden Gillian, that's his name is. And apparently you have to be a Game of Thrones actor to play that guy. Or at least a Scottish Game of Thrones actor, which, that doesn't really narrow it down so much. But anyway, uh, this movie has a great cast and just so many great things about it. So why don't I just get right into that? Uh, let me just stop rambling for a second. Now, this film starts off with Elton making a dramatic entrance, the kind you would expect him to make, into a rehab group meeting. Immediately, the expectations of the bombastic and flamboyant persona of Elton are brought down to earth by the sobering reality of the rock star's life. As Elton tries to settle in, he is clearly uncomfortable letting go of his pride and admitting that he has a problem. Then, once he begins to talk about his life, he begins to see a younger version of himself as he starts to nervously sing a song, uh, the famous song, The Bitch Is Back, as if it's the only way he is comfortable expressing himself. 
he doesn't like going back to remembering that he was this little kid, Reggie Dwight. And we'll get into more on why that is. Now, we are then transported back in time to his boyhood home, where present-day Elton, we can see on camera, is accompanied by his rehab group, seemingly traveling through the events of his life with him. The narrative then proceeds to linearly show us the early life of Reggie Dwight, with his loving and supportive grandmother, his less-than-affectionate mother, and his cold and distant father. As the movie goes into the events of his life, and how he got into singing, um, those who were with him during his life, his early performances, his bandmates that he was with, all the record deals, a lot of his famous songs are used in true musical fashion to help illustrate how he was feeling in those moments. Now, that is what's truly interesting about this film. As opposed to recent musical biopics like Bohemian Rhapsody or The Dirt on Netflix, the film is less about how the particular songs and performances were made, and the songs are allowed to play out in their entirety like an actual music video. So... Now, Elton is a true, unreliable narrator. Uh, an unreliable narrator being, an example, Jordan Belfort in The Wolf of Wall Street, in the sense that the information that he is giving us, in this sense, Elton to his rehab group about the facts about his childhood, is not necessarily true at first. Now, at first, he claims that he was quite loved as a child, when we see evidence to the contrary, in that his father was incapable of showing any affection towards Elton, a.k.a. Reggie, and was never even hugged. Which, that, uh, that kind of gets me right here. I mean, not that I had an unloving father, I had a very loving father, who I just recently saw this movie with for Father's Day. Uh, so, that's why I'm kind of releasing this late on Father's Day, um, even though this movie's been out for a while, but... I make reviews slowly, so who cares? <laughs> um, now, as the movie progresses, Elton begins to take off more and more pieces of the elaborate outfit he showed up to the group with. This is to show him bringing down the wall that he has put up. We notice him start to be more honest about his feelings outside of the story that he is telling. So he starts being more truthful with his retellings. Now, the entire film plays out like a story you tell someone and how everything relates to everything, even if it leaves out other details or is not told in the right order. You know how you might remember certain events in your life and you think like, oh, maybe that happened when I was uh, five or eight, but you but then someone tells you, oh, no, that was when you were 10. The, the reason I bring that up is that chronologically – it might not fit, but the way you remember it is tied to how you feel. This is about how Elton sees things looking back on his life. His songs are used in a retrospective fashion to express his feelings then and now. The songs, the performances, and the elaborate flamboyant costumes become the only way Elton can express himself. But we see the pressures of having to perform and the demands of the ex and the expectations of those who were supposed to watch out for him, like his manager slash lover, John Reed, or his mother, the 
only way he can cope offstage is with booze and drugs. The very thing that was his way of letting out his emotions after such a restrictive childhood started to poison him mentally and literally. He kept trying to get love from the people who couldn't give it to him, like John, his mother, his father. But his lowest point is when everyone has already abandoned him, when even performing doesn't bring him any joy anymore. He finally checks himself into rehab, where he learns to love himself, not as Elton John, but as the little boy, Reggie Dwight, who was never hugged by his dad. And this is symbolized by him hugging the representation of his younger self in his mind. And, damn, that's some, that's some pretty deep stuff. So, but I'm not going to get too much into spoilers because um, I think, especially for a younger generation like myself, who, you know, didn't, I didn't really grow up with Elton John songs. It was never really a part of my life. I think I've quickly become a fan of Elton John songs. Absolutely. And I think that can happen to anyone, really. Um... And you should be a fan of Elton John. He's amazing. I don't... It's not like I'm making this discovery for you. Like, you don't need me to tell you that. But I was also very unaware of the facts about his life. I knew, obviously, that uh, he was homosexual, that he had problems with drugs in the past, but I never really knew that much about his life. And it's really quite interesting to dig into this life and see how even when you're able to express yourself through performing, how that can actually be used to poison you. And when you don't talk about your feelings, when you don't ask for help, how it can actively drive people away in your life and how it can end up destroying your life. And I think it's actually uh, quite a powerful film. Now, the other thing that's great about this is that, like I said, the music, which is all Elton John songs, which aren't sung primarily by Elton. Uh, sometimes other people sing verses of the song to help convey the emotions that are going on in the film. Like I said, it's going back to Elton telling this story, how he felt, and how people play into his own life. And the songs help represent that. And they are beauty, uh, <laughs> beauty, uh, beautifully choreographed, and they're played like real musicals, and that's what I really like, and that's something I didn't like about uh, movies like Bohemian Rhapsody and The Dirt, which are just like, and then discovering the lyrics of the song or working it out when really the reason you're there is primarily the songs. You want to hear them performed. Um. And which you do, and they're played so creatively, and they they can be played with such raw emotion that you literally just can't not fall in love with this story. At least I don't think so. So whether you're a longtime fan of Elton John and want to know more about his life, or if you don't know that much about Elton John and you want good music and I would definitely recommend seeing this film. It's still out there. And lately I've seen some kind of uh, 
less than up to snuff films. So this was really after like Brightburn and uh, Dark Phoenix. This was a real treat of a film um, that kind of has saved uh, summer movies for me. Like it's still going really good, and and I hope this is something that more biopics follow. Uh, kind of follow this formula, make it more into a structured story instead of just telling events in order. Tell an actual movie, a story with these characters. Don't just tell us what happened. Show us. Show us in an entertaining way. And that's what I think more biopics should do, especially musical biopics, to follow this example. So that's going to be it for uh, today's podcast. I think I'm going to uh, post an episode very soon. I just saw uh, Men in Black International, and I'm going to post an episode, uh, a quick one about that uh, in a little bit as well. And also, I will be making a podcast about uh, E3, which just happened uh, last week. So I'm going to give general impressions about that and what I think they mean for kind of the next year of video games and because I want to try and review more video games and uh, I'm, I keep promising that I'm going to be making more content and this is a step in that direction. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.